News, politics, and special guests with a Texas twist. That's the goal of the Luke Messias Show. Our nation and state are at a crossroads, and if you're not informed, you're not equipped to make the change our community needs. Join the conversation and join the cause for liberty today. Well, welcome to episode 152 of the Luke Messias Show. If I seem a little ornery, it's because I already cut this intro, okay? And my team that does the recording of this messed up. So now I have to tell you all the really good stuff I just told you. And I got to remember everything I said, but I think we'll be okay because today all I'm doing is introducing uh, the conversation that I already had. So Cambry Nelson is on the podcast today. She is a friend of mine who I honestly didn't even know until several months ago. And I will say this in generally in politics, a lot of people say, oh, this friend, this friend, this friend. I do com- consider Cambry a friend. I don't consider most of the people I know in politics friends. Um, It's just not. I work with a lot of people in politics. If you're one of those people, I'm sorry if you take offense to that statement. But at the end of the day, everyone considers everyone their friend in politics. And that's the problem. And it often gets in the way of doing the right thing. But Cambry is somebody who I really have grown um, to consider a friend because she's just a strong patriot. She's somebody who cares about this country. She cares about the state. She spent some time here in Texas. She moved to California. She became very popular because she started defending Trump and was one of the biggest female voices doing that. She's got over half a million followers on Twitter and Getter and various social profiles. Um, But she's just uh, an incredibly large grassroots conservative voice. And she moved back to Texas and now is waking up to the fact that all these Republicans in this state are not fighting. And so anyways, Cambry's phenomenal. I think you're really going to enjoy our conversation. It was at her house there in DFW. So the setting will look a little different. The audio will sound a little different, but really grateful that she uh, was able to try to accommodate my schedule while I was on the road and sit down and bring this conversation to you. Right before we get there, I have to bring this up because um, the Texas Scorecard has a piece on uh, Republican candidate Adam Blanchard. He is a guy running as a Republican in San Antonio. He's running in the seat that is currently filled by Lyle Larson, who is the most liberal Republican state representative in Texas. Okay, so this guy literally has voted in favor of abortion. He's the only candidate, the only Republican legislator I know who's voted twice to support pornography, like all sorts of bad stuff. He is a horrible, horrible person. This is Lyle Larson. He's not running for re-election because if he did, he would get completely destroyed. And so he's out. There are four people running to replace him. And one of them is a man named Adam Blanchard. Just to get this, kind of set the table, okay? Uh, This is a guy who's clearly in the business community, very entrenched, kind of connected to different lobbyists in Austin. He's donated to all these various different state representatives, and he's got the hookups. He's been involved in the government process, and now he wants to run to be a state representative. A younger guy, under 40, kind of closer to my age, I guess. He's, uh, his big backers are like Texans for lawsuit reform who are heavily behind his campaign. They're kind of a middle of the road, you know, kind of center, uh, right, just right of center, maybe pack. And so um, they are aligned with Mr. Blanchard and they are supporting his campaign. So we uh, found, and the, like I said, report's going to be on the scorecard about Adam donating to Ray Lopez. And Ray Lopez is one of the Democrat state representatives who fled to D.C. So the, first, he walked out with all the Democrats when election integrity was on the special session because the very last day of session, 
House leadership had intentionally dragged their feet. Dade Phelan met with the Democrats, and he said, hey, if y'all walk out, we can't pass this bill. I'm not going to stop you. I'm not going to let the doors be locked, which is stupid and bad leadership. But he did, and all the Democrats got up and walked out, including Ray Lopez. They kill election integrity. And so now we're going to have to come back for another special session to deal with election integrity. After that episode, that childish behavior of not even willing to show up to his job, uh, Adam Blanchard, who is a Republican in San Antonio, hosts a fundraiser for Ray Lopez, the liberal Democrat, in San Antonio. And he is now running as a conservative Republican in this open state House seat. Now, here's the thing, because I have a bunch of friends who live in this district. I don't. I live in San Antonio, but I'm in a Democrat district, actually. But a bunch of my friends live in this area. This is big Republican territory. Whoever wins the primary in this district is the state representative. And if you want to know, when we talk about the civil war that's going on in the GOP, right, this is what we're talking about. You have people who six months before they decided to run for the legislature are hosting fundraisers for Democrat lawmakers because they're all part of the same system. When we tell you that the ruling elites within the GOP and the Democrat Party actually get along very well. This is what we're talking about. It's just very rarely given to us in such a clear picture. So Adam Blanchard, if you read his mail, because I have a bunch of friends in his district and he sent a bunch of mailers out already. Conservative Republican, ban CRT, do this. If I'm your Republican state rep, I'm going to fight for all these Republican principles. But if you're a Democrat lawmaker who's fighting the opposite and killing all these bills along with Republican leadership, I will give you money. This is not the guy who you want to be a Republican state representative. But it is the guy, this is the type of people who are running and who are trying to mislead voters. It's going to be really interesting to see what voters think. I was uh, reading this tweet by April Ansira, which we'll put up on the screen here for you who are watching. But it's really funny because she says, you guys know I'm straight down the middle and I support half Republicans and half Democrats. Well, I think I haven't really counted exactly. If you were a fan of Joe Strauss and Lyle Larson, like I am and was, you will be a fan of Adam Blanchard for Texas House seat 122. Adam for Texas. Now, this is perfectly reflective of the type of sentiment that we have going towards establishment candidates. But this is not what is told to Republican voters in the north side of San Antonio. None of them are being told, oh, hey, by the way, I'm kind of a middle-of-the-road guy And if you kind of like half Democrats, half Republicans, I'm the guy who you want to be behind. No, he's telling him he's the best thing since sliced bread. He's the next Ronald Reagan of San Antonio. So it's going to be really interesting to see. I had to bring that to y'all's attention because I love it when things are so crystal clear about the cognitive dissonance that these fake Republican candidates have. And that's what we get to deal with. So with that being said, I think you're going to love the conversation I have with Cambry. She's a patriot. You should listen to her. You should follow her. She speaks a ton of truth on a regular basis and uh, really appreciate her sitting down. God bless you. Thank you. Well, welcome to episode 152 of the Luke Messias Show. You will see that we're in a little different setting today. I'm up in North Texas here with my friend Cambry Nelson. And um, Cambry is somebody who I have gotten to know over the last several months. She's a recent uh, returner to Texas. She spent some time in Texas, went to California, and has now returned to the Lone Star State. In my phone, um, it's her name. And then like in the description where you'd have somebody's business or whatever, I just have the word patriot. 
And, uh, and that'll get to our conversation today that we have, because ultimately we're going to have a conversation with somebody who I think has been on the front lines of a lot of the America first agenda across the nation. Um, but at a gr- she has a huge platform, but she is a true grassroots activist. And this is somebody who I think is reflective of just the feelings and frustrations of a lot of Texans who want to see their state um, be, be a shining city of liberty, be an actual example of what we need to be. What time is it and where do we need to go? This is a conversation we have often on the show. So I'm glad to have Cameron on the show. And uh, this is in her house. So you have this yeah. whole studio. We're trying out this studio. This is a pretty cool setup you have. It is. It um it used to be um the TV up here. We would watch football games. There you go. <laughs> so I'm a Texan, so I love football. <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of like the the media room, but it's yep. just been converted into a a, a podcast type of area. So we That's both so utilize cool. this space. No, I'm glad you uh, let me come crash this place <laughs> and have a conversation with you. So let's talk about. I want our listeners, I want our viewers to get from you first, just a little bit of your backstory about what brings you here. So um you know. We know you spent some time in Texas, went to California. What what was the um, genesis of your political engagement? And then what do you do today? I think it would have to be, I think it was a culture shock a little bit going mm-hmm. to California and witnessing what I was witnessing because you don't really, the effects of the homelessness in California, I knew the taxes were high. I knew the gas prices were high, but I, I it was very hard for me to fathom seeing people sleeping on the streets, Americans sleeping on the streets, seeing the overflow of people coming from across the border and nothing being done. Mm. And then um, seeing the persecution, especially of conservatives in the state. Um, it's interesting because we see a lot of California news, if you follow California news, but there it wasn't politicized to mm. the point as it is now. Um, so I saw President Trump come down the escalator And I was like, wow, this is interesting. I'm curious what he's going to say. Well, having family that's worked at the border, um, being an agent, um, when he started talking about what's happening then, I was like, wow. We finally have someone that is not a politician, but he's a businessman. So we traveled the world for 10 years. So I am an entrepreneur, um, spoke and trained. And when we would give people books to read for entrepreneurship, leadership, and mindset, it would always be. President Trump. So mm. knowing how he thought, I thought this guy's a businessman. He can change this country. Yep. People aren't going to like it. So um, I started supporting President Trump. I wasn't quite involved yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I was trying to figure out where in California do you go? Because I'm surrounded by <laughs> Democrats here, liberals here. So uh, I uh, was sitting at dinner one night and this was the pivotal moment that everything changed. I was sitting at dinner one night and Um, A show came on, um, a very popular show that came on the evening times, and they started talking about women, and they started talking about Trump. And the second they started going after us Trump women, I had enough of it. I sat down on my computer. I got on, um, started recording my thoughts. I went off. I really did. I went mm-hmm. off. It went viral. And at that point, um, I started getting phone calls mm-hmm. and people started asking me, why are you doing this? Can we use your clips? Can we use it for this? And so that was the pivotal moment um, when everything changed politically wise. I have no problem speaking and I'm not ashamed of that and I'm not shy um, at all. So I, I started getting really vocal because that's when I saw that we're in a very crucial time in this country, mm-hmm. especially coming off of Obama. I noticed the education was changing in California. My daughter was learning things um, from teachers that were more activists than they were education. Um, and that was the big change. Mm-hmm. So when I came back to Texas, I was shocked. Mm-hmm. Um, I did warn people in 2016 when I started working grassroots. 
I started warning people, California's coming for Texas, California's coming for Texas. But I really mm -hmm. didn't see that happening other than what I grew up in with Dallas. I said, I knew that they start at the mayoral race mm -hmm. and that's how they start flipping. Because they want everybody focused down up here because they're focused in slipping people right underneath your nose and not paying attention. That was the moment. That's when everything really started changing. And then I moved back here. It, it You moved back here in, uh, I guess it was last year, was it? Or the year two before? Years ago. Two years ago. Right before, right before everything just shut down. Yes. Yeah. Months so. before the shutdown. Well, it's a good thing that you moved before the shutdown because you wouldn't be, I mean, Texas was bad during our shutdown too, right. but California was even worse. And so, um, yeah, it still it was, is worse. <laughs> it still is worse. Um, now in 2016, I just want to kind of flesh that part out and then get to Texas because, um, and this maybe I think is why I've always in following you and, and seeing the way you say things, you're not somebody who came from the media world. You're not mm -hmm. somebody who came from, you know, being some big political voice that then just happened to get a social media following mm -hmm. your followers have followed you because you literally just talk the same way they do. And meaning you, when you got up, you, this wasn't planned. This wasn't like, Hey, you need to record this. And then these different people are going to push this video. Right. You just got up and said, Hey, I support president Trump. A lot of things are being said about women that support president Trump that I don't think are reflective of who I am, what I believe, what he believes, what the people that are around him believe. You clearly right. don't understand what's motivating us. You don't know what we right. want. And that message resonates across the nation. Now, that also is somewhat reflective of the fact of why President Trump resonated across the nation in 2016, because he just kept saying things. Right. And while everybody else is losing their mind, it's like, you clearly don't understand where people are at right now. Um, so you have hundreds of thousands of followers right. on various different social media platforms. And these people essentially see you as somebody who can tell them what's going on. Well, they see me as what they are. We're, I'm grassroots. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not a person that's on social media that only shows up at, at high profile events so I can get my picture taken. Yep. Um, I love being in the ground. Yep. That's what was changed everything in California is I wasn't just online, social media, tweeting or saying I had sources. I was on the ground with people. Mm -hmm. We were organizing. Um, we were activists. We mm -hmm. were grassroots. So being able to talk to people and, and hearing what what they were frustrated with and what they were going through and, and their activism and grassroots, everyone felt like their voices and heard mm -hmm. and that our voices are ignored mm -hmm. because we just, everyone just spews the one-liners on television. So and that's what changed everything for me in California. When there was an event, I showed up for the event. I did, I, I would live stream so people would know what was going mm -hmm. on. Um, to make people aware this is what's happening it's not just what is said at five o'clock six o'clock seven o'clock eight o'clock news or what the headlines are because so many people just follow the headlines but i was um showing people what was happening on the ground mm -hmm. so i was experiencing what other peer people were experiencing mm -hmm. and let me tell you when you get in a room with people that are all growing the same thing one thing i heard is they were like it's so refreshing for you to experience what I'm experiencing because I've been so silent for so long. Mm -hmm. No one has said anything. And it was almost like it took President Trump to come out and say something for people to say, finally, somebody is saying something. Yep. Um, and everything changed. Um, grassroots, we were targeted, of course, in California more than anything, uh, more than any other state, I would have to say, in, in the United States um, for supporting who we did support. Um, but it was it was incredible to be able to hear people's voices. And then after that, it started exposing the issues that were going on in the state. And that's when we started identifying 
um, the right people to put in office. It was a fight. It definitely uh -huh. was a fight. But we had to identify the people that um, had the same mindset that we were. We had really wanted to change California. That's the one thing about California I did love is people are very passionate uh -huh. and they want the state to be successful and they want it to thrive because uh -huh. it's gorgeous. It's a beautiful straight, a beautiful state. We just saw politics just overtake everything and they uh -huh. just drove it into the ground. But there's voices out there and that's empowering them to not be afraid to be silent when they have other people that can say, hey, speak up. We want to hear your story. You are not forgotten. Uh -huh. That eyes are on you. So just speak and somebody's going to listen. And that's what we did. And we did. We shook things up in 2016 and we fought hard. We, we really did. And we're not, and they're not done. I can tell you that when, so you are, you know, somebody who Republicans like to talk about a lot, which is the California transplants. Right. And I think you're a little different in the idea that you've been in Texas <laughs> right. before you went to California, you came here, but I think you do bring that unique perspective. And, and I've always been on the side. I think Republicans in Texas largely misunderstand California transplants because most Republicans say all these Californians are moving into Texas and they're turning right. us blue. And, and my theory has been the opposite. I've always said that, in fact, we are blessed to have all these Californians moving right. because a majority of them are what we know as political refugees. These are people who literally want something better and want to have a state that's not California. The downside is that, unfortunately, Texas is turning our own citizens blue, right? So we actually indoctrinate our own children in the right. K through 12 system. Right. And then we have woke universities, which we fund and give pay raises to and hire a bunch of woke right. professors who then turn our college kids to be leftists. Right. Um, we've got mandated. I mean, you and I have talked about the mandated CRT training that was going on with state employees and mm -hmm. our state agencies that, you know, through pressure, I know you brought light to that and other people are light to that. And finally they had to back off and stop doing that. Um, because of what you and Don Huffines and other media outlets started talking about. And all of a sudden, Greg Abbott backed out from that kind of indoctrination that's going on, right. even within our state agencies. So my view is California transplants are like the reinforcements that we need because our institutions are turning our own people against te the Texas way of life. Um, but you know a lot of people from California that are moving here. So why don't you just talk to us a little bit about what you think motivates a lot of them coming to Texas? Well, I think definitely education is is huge. I mean, I'm born and raised here. I'm a pure blood Texan, mm -hmm. and I mean, we're blessed to have this state. And I'm I'm I see people that they want their children to have a great education. They're tired of the politics. Mm -hmm. They really are tired of the politics in California. Tired of the taxes. I mean, it's like every um, every every year there's another tax. Mm -hmm. You're paying another dollar on top of the regular gasoline. Mm -hmm. I mean, if it's three forty nine, it's a four forty nine because they have to add another gas tax. Mm -hmm. um, they started uh, just the the marketing, and I think one of the big when I saw people really leaving, having enough one education too, it was when um, they started changing the laws. They started getting lax on laws when they they made it to where the homeless people can sleep in front of your home. Mm -hmm. And if you call and try to have them removed, then you're the one that's going to get in trouble from the police. Mm -hmm. um, when uh, they started getting lax on um, smash and grab and they made it to where you can some person can steal nine hundred and fifty dollars in California and it's going to be like a misdemeanor. So the police aren't even show up. Yeah, um, there are people are really getting fed up. Um, the roads are horrible trash is on side of the street it's almost like this it's felt like a third world 
a third world country in some mm -hmm. places. Depends on how much money and who's running. If you go to Beverly Hills, it's going to be nice. and It's going to be clean. But they're now starting to deal with this. People are tired of having to go to the beach and having to wear your shoes everywhere because you may step on a needle. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's out of control. And when when the state got really out of control with their laws and they started bringing in activist district attorneys, mm -hmm. people got tired of it. Mm -hmm. And I from the Californians that I know that have moved here, it's concerning them yeah. quite a bit. I mean, it concerned me. No one expected. I never expected to move back home yep. and fight Republicans. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. They never expected it either. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think we're done yet. I think we have people coming not just from California, Minnesota, New York. Yeah. Um, I'm seeing license plates all in my in my neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Rarely people are from Texas. My next door neighbors from my town in California. Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy how, how much of a small world is. People are tired. People are fed up. Do I believe that's enough to wake up what's happening in California? No, they're not done. Yeah. They're not done at all. And I don't believe they haven't just even got started. Yep. Um, so you, um, in the last several months, have been pretty vocal about coming to Texas and thinking you were going to be in, you know, the new frontier. I kind of <laughs> think about the Newsweek article that was written this last week where they talked about, welcome, welcome to Florida, the new Texas. <gasps> and, uh, but I think you've articulated that a lot as well in the idea that you come to this state thinking, oh, I'm out of California. I'm coming to this free state of Texas. A couple months later, you're locked in your house. You're locked down. There's mask mandates, right. you know. Businesses are being shut down because of government edicts that are being run in a red state. And, and now, and you and I have been talking a lot about these state policies and the transgender stuff and the CRT stuff and all of these different issues that are in the state and not being handled the way it could be. So why don't you, because uh, some of our listeners and, and viewers haven't heard kind of your perspective when you came to Texas <laughs> and where you're at today. So can you kind of give us Walk us through that process and walk us through that timeline. Right. Um, we move, like you said, we moved to Texas right before this shutdown. My perspective of coming home, I knew the Democrats were after this state. Yes. Right. So my whole thing was you got to just watch for the mayors, watch for the mayors because they just flipped a little city here called mm -hmm. Little Elm mm -hmm. right next door. They yep. flipped them. They're blue. That's how yes. they start. Yes. So I was, I was preparing people to watch out for the Democrats. So when I moved back home, um, I was on social media. I was um, tweeting all about um, Governor Abbott. Um, I was ready to fight Beto. I was ready to go pay attention to who's, you know, who's uh, on the school boards, all of that type of stuff. And then I started getting, meeting people here and they were like, why in the world are you, why are you supporting these people? I was like, what are you talking about? Seriously, the news didn't tell me. Yep. Nothing on social media told me about mm -hmm. what was going on in Texas. I turned on local news. They weren't even talking about it whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And so at that point, I was just a go. I was ready to fight the Democrats. Yep. Who's going to be in office and prepare for the next election? Because yes. that's just how it works. Once one election's over, primaries, you start worrying about the presidency. Once that, you go to the next primaries. Yes. That was my focus, is keeping Texas red, of course, yes. from the Democrats. And then that's when I had a conversation with Katrina Pearson. Mm -hmm. I saw Katrina Pearson endorse Don Huffines. I mm -hmm. saw my friends started endorsing other candidates. And I was like, what's going on? And then when I sat and I got on the phone with Katrina and she said, let me just tell you what's happening in Texas. Mm. Everything shifted. Mm -hmm. I went from, I'm, I can't fight the liberals right now. I've got to fight the Republicans mm -hmm. and what's going on. And not only that, I have to educate my own family. Nobody knew. Yep. Nobody knew in my home. My mom didn't know. My dad didn't know. Yep. And to me, it was, it, it, it was not a good feeling. I felt like I mm. got punched in the stomach. Mm. 
I thought, I didn't want to come home to this. Mm. You know, I love my state. Mm. I mean, I, I can keep my, I used to keep my doors unlocked. Mm -hmm. um, and I always wanted my town not to be turned into like Dallas. Mm -hmm. And Dallas is like LA 2.0. And that's when I started looking up and I found Texas scorecard. Mm -hmm. She's like, look up all these stories. And I was like, are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. I just left critical race theory. I just had a, an activist teaching my daughter. Mm -hmm. And yeah, my daughter is very liberal. That's because of the education there. Now she's learning. First thing she learned when we moved to Texas was the constitution mm. ever in her entire life. And that's when I said, you know what? I can worry about the Democrats after, after the election right mm -hmm. now. I just have to start going against all the different non-Texas first candidates in the state of Texas. And so now that I'm seeing that they're taking critical race theory and they're changing the verbiage on it. Yep. So now I know if they're talking about diversity, if they're talking about inclusion, equality, now you're talking about critical race theory. Um, when I heard that Texas and, and the hub for female um, genitalia mutilation yep. was as a hub here and Abbott had not stopped that, yep. I couldn't believe it. I was like, what's happening? Yep. How compromised is this man? Yep. I don't think he's a bad guy. I, I won't say he's a bad man. I believe he's compromised because I've seen it in Washington, D.C. We've all seen it, especially with how affiliated I am in politics. Politics is dirty. Mm. But now I'm starting to see it in Texas to where it doesn't really matter what the citizens start to say. I'm starting to see a power grab that mm. I saw in California. That scares me the most. And especially seeing the parents getting arrested at school board meetings in the state of Texas. I never imagined a lockdown like we had. I never imagined that he would have Shelly you know, Luther arrested. Mm -hmm. I never imagined teachers would, I mean, parents would get arrested for walking on school property on, on education. Mm -hmm. I never, and I tell you this, the country has no idea mm -hmm. still to this day, what is going on in the state of Texas. We shock people every single day yep. with what we tweet and what we post. And you and I have talked about this because there's, there's not a lot of motivation that the, let's say the main or legacy, uh, conservative Republican media has to necessarily educate people. because there, if you go to the Fox news, of the world, or even often even entities like the daily wire and other people like that, like for the most part, they like the California versus Texas red versus blue battles. And so they often just operate within the look at what these people are doing with homeless people and look at what Texas is doing here. But you don't, you only want to go an inch deep because you don't, there's not a lot of motivation from the mainstream just right. let media out there to say, Hey, let's go under the surface and say, is there critical race theory in these universities? Like what is the difference between a state funded state university and a California funded state university? And if there's not, why isn't there a governing body? These are public entities. They're governed by boards of regents that are appointed by the elected governors. These people are responsible to the legislature who funds them. I mean, to go back to this, the state representatives are Republican. The state senators are Republican. At any point, they could bring in universities and say, hey, stop turning our kids into leftists. Right. We're going to give you a pay cut. But instead, while they're turning kids into leftists, they're getting pay raises. They're getting more money for their operations every single year. And then Republicans are touting it. So I think it's really interesting to say, as you kind of get the mask pulled off or see things a little more clear to go. Hey, we're not actually, you and I right. are not sitting here going, my entire mission in life is to make sure Republicans beat Democrats. 
our our goals, what motivate us to even be engaged in any of these public issues are the issues themselves, is to say, I don't want children to be indoctrinated in this idea. I don't want a child to have genital mutilation surgery. I don't want these policies. Okay, well, if that motivates me, then I'm going to hold a Democrat or a Republican accountable, or at least talk about the issues that these are bipartisan issues, meaning both parties are involved in these problems. And just the fact that you start communicating that, people immediately give you backlash. But I've been really um, impressed, and I would just say, I've admired your willingness to say, hey, I'm going to talk to people about this because you see more and more people opening up saying, thank you so much for showing me this because they're motivated not to a party. Right. They'd leave the Republican Party. If Donald Trump started his own party tomorrow, Right. a bunch of his followers would say, I'm out. I know. know. That's how (laughs) non-loyal they are. It's like, I don't care about you people. I want to be with the person who I think is going to fight for me. Okay. Right. And so, um, but sometimes you have to go for the person who is going to fight for you, even if nobody else is going with them. Cause I, right. I, I, when I, when I did, um, talk to Don Huffman, I took mm-hmm. a big leap Yep. and I didn't care because yep. at this point it was like, I got to save this state. I got to help save this state. It's my, my children. Are yep. you kidding me? Yep. And, um, you're right. Some people will do that. And, that, and I'm, I'm willing to do that. I'll hold each accountable because, um, I don't work for them. Yep. They work for me and we need to remind them of that. Yep. I believe so. So uh, within the national conversation that's happening, we're going to have, because you follow things nationally and in the state, I think Republicans are, everyone's expecting that Republicans are likely to take the House back, right? right? We should probably have more votes in the Senate than the Democrats. At that point in time, what are things activists, conservative activists should be doing today to make sure that Republicans, if they are in control on a national level, actually do the right thing? What are some of the things you're following, seeing, thinking about? One of well, there's from what I'm seeing internally, there is a I call it a political civil war. I'm going to say it. I don't sugarcoat anything, and Mm -hmm. I'm not going to hide anything from people. We have a battle between the regular establishment GOP candidates Mm -hmm. and senators and or congressmen, Mm -hmm. and then we also have what I call the America First, Texas First. Mm -hmm. There is a big separation between the two. We have, you know. Freedom Caucus members going after other members. Um, that's who I'm looking for. I'm not looking for someone who's been in office for 20 or 30 years. I'm going to look at their vote. You have to look at their voting record. Look at their voting. We've been talking about um, for the, how many years with um, health care, um, with the border. I mean, the, it's the same talking points over and over and over. Mm-hmm. Get a person that has the same morals and values. And that's an America first or Texas first mm-hmm. type of candidate. I think. We need to replace people that are in office these days. Mm -hmm. Um, They have to look at somebody. Um, You can tell from being around someone if they mean what they say, if they truly mean it, if they're truly engaged. Well, I guess there's some other other (laughs) ones that a year later, we're scratching our head going, what the heck happened to you, buddy? But that happens. That happens. Welcome to politics. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say you have to really get involved and sit down and meet them because Mm -hmm. the Texas first America first type of candidates, they're eager to talk to you. Mm -hmm. They want to know what's going on in your area. Um, They're bringing up um, issues that congressmen in Washington, D.C. are not going to talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, For instance, and this is how this is the biggest, um, for instance, the Build Back Better bill. Mm -hmm. Okay, the Build Back Better bill, people are not talking about the Build Back Better bill. I got a briefing on it. I know exactly what members of Congress should be talking about right now, but they're not talking about it. Mm -hmm. It is a a socialist bill. So if you're hearing issues talking about, um, you know, amnesty, I know that's out of the bill right now, but it's still in the bill. The filibuster. Um, They want the filibuster. Government wants to take over your elections. Um, 
And I, I love what Katrina said is she said, if your congressman is not in the news, then they need to go. So you need to talk about, they need to talk about local issues that are going mm -hmm. on, going on, not just the same issues that we talked about under president Trump. Mm -hmm. I mean, if we're talking about the same issues under president Trump, we had the house and we had the Senate, we didn't get necessarily done. President mm -hmm. Trump got stuff done. Mm -hmm. So you have to get involved in the campaign, talk to them and really find out what their issues are. I see a lot of people that don't really do their research on people. Mm -hmm. And I like doing my research on people because I want to know, um, are, where are they? Are they in the center? Because we have so many different America first and Texas first candidates that are a little bit center right. Yeah. And then you have the ones that have been endorsed by people who are flying in from Washington, D.C. and they pick their candidates. It's happening yes. in Texas. They're flying yes. in from D.C. and they're saying, hey, we want you to be in this district in Houston. Yes. Um, so get involved. That doesn't mean you have to go knock on doors every single day, but get involved. Go to a forum. Ask the hard questions. And um Ask them what would they do differently. Yeah. Um, and when you see that, when you see a candidate face to face and you talk to them, that's when you kind of get to know them. You can tell, you can get kind of a vibe off of yeah. them. Um, I did that in California with all of them. Um, you can tell your activist candidates and you can tell your candidates that have children and they've experienced issues, some of the same things that you're experiencing, especially if they live in your own town. Right now mm -hmm. we have politicians and candidates even here um, that are just renting apartments because they want to run for that seat. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things I have appreciated uh, is that so many people, as they get a bigger platform, and I know you probably get hit up by candidates and organizations and people <laughs> all the time saying, hey, Cambry, push my stuff. Hey, right. Cambry, side with me. Hey, Cambry, endorse me. Hey, Cambry, do this. Very few people have the ability to say or just admit to themselves, like, most of you are probably not good people. Like you just kind of have to us understand <laughs> that of politics. Like, okay, if 20 people come ask for your help, you should probably assume that most of them actually are not good. Which ones you have to actually take your time to research and discern and all this stuff. But there's such a desire to be like, maybe everyone's good. Maybe let's just support everybody. They all have the right intentions. They right. all want to fight for the right stuff. As long as you're under the right banner, you're going to do the right thing. And just really asking yourself that question. Well, why are you getting all the support from everybody in Washington, DC? Because here's what I know. Everybody in Washington, DC is not serving the people's interest. Right. I know that. I've right. watched that. You don't have to be a dummy to say like right. both parties in Washington DC have failed the citizens of this country. Okay. So I would ideally like to line up with the person who's not supported by a bunch of people in Washington DC. That's probably a general generally a good rule in life. I think and that's what we need to do. You're now. more likely to end up on the right side. I don't know about things. you. I see that happening now. Yeah. I do see that happening now. I mean, I've, I had made a big decision. Am I going to go with who's endorsing this person or am I going on um, left field? I'm, I'm yep. the, it's like I, I posted a picture there on social media. Be that girl. It's all the girls with their ballerina outfits on perfect. And then a girl upside down with their legs over the thing, because you just have to be that person that I am that person. Because one thing I've learned in politics, it's a business. It's a big business mm -hmm. and candidates. It's a, it's a business with candidates. That's why they walk in making a couple hundred grand mm -hmm. and then they leave making $75 million. Yeah. And we got to age some of these folks out, but there are bad guys mm -hmm. and there are bad guys running in Texas too, that have a motive. And there are people, and you have to watch this too. There are people that are uh, Democrats one day and Republicans the next. Mm -hmm. It's happening down, you know, down in the Austin area. That just happened. And now mm -hmm. they're realizing, wow, this guy is not a Republican. He's actually a Democrat. Mm -hmm. And some of the Republicans are are backing them. So yeah, there's a lot of bad guys, bad guys out there. Mm -hmm. 
And um, there's a there's the Democrats have an agenda and the Republicans have an agenda, too. It doesn't matter just because the Republican Party's just shifted so much. I mean, it, it really has. It's it's kind of sad. But I think at the end of the day, it's showing its true colors, because depending on what candidate who endorses that candidate is going to show you their character, mm-hmm. especially based upon what some of these other people have said. Because if I was running for office, I would be very picky about who endorsed me mm-hmm. because I stand on a stage with you, really, your reputation is going to affect me. My mm-hmm. reputation is going to affect you. Mm-hmm. And um, I think people are paying attention to that mm-hmm. more. Here, I do believe here in Texas, they are. Mm-hmm. They, There's so many people that they don't want anything to do with Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. Texas is like, that's the seat. I love, I love it when people say that's kind of funny because they've been saying <laughs> it like my whole life. Yes. No, they literally have. have it, my whole life. I love how people <laughs> freak out now when people talk about it. You go, guys. This has literally been getting talked about for decades. It's like, hey, this guys, is- we've had a national military forever. <laughs> Did you not know that? People freak out. Oh, my gosh, they have their own army. I'm like, people aren't aware of it. It's just funny. It's funny. Like yeah. sitting in a meeting, they were like, yeah. you don't know this? Nope. But That's you can tell me what I know. But we have uh, but we have some we have good candidates and we have some bad candidates. Yeah. You just have to know how to filter them out. And if you don't know, trust me, ask your friends. Because sadly, politics has infiltrated almost everyone's everyone's life and everyone's city and if you say it hasn't hit my city yet let me just tell you it's coming my mom lives in a very small town on the lake and she said we are just trump country nothing's ever going to hit it and then a school teacher sent a picture out of what Mm -hmm. was in that uh in that high school and i said it's there yep and you didn't even know it it's right there underneath your nose because it's the children that they want this is why what you're doing and what we're trying to do here, Texas scorecard on the show and everything I think is so important. And I'll kind of wrap up with this because uh, I know you've been gracious with your time, but it's, it, I find it interesting that Republicans will care about an issue that they know is in their backyard. And so what I tell people is they go, Oh, are Republicans in Texas really worried about all of the leftist school curriculum in the public schools? And I said, only in communities that are being affected by it. Meaning if you live in, Tyler, Texas, or if you live in Conroe, or if you live in, I don't know, Katy or Plano. And as far as you know, there is no indoctrinating going on. Then you're like, oh yeah, I'm not worried about it. But then when a pornographic book shows up in the Keller library, all of a sudden the Keller parents are like, we got to fix this stuff. And then one shows up in Plano and everyone goes, oh my gosh, it's here too. So then they care about it. But the point is you have to understand it's there even if you don't know about it. I mean, that that's where we're at is that these institutions are indoctrinating your children. So social if, media. Yeah. If if you haven't seen the picture of the book in the library, it doesn't mean it's not there. It's yeah. been there for years. Right. So we tend to the, the the importance of getting the information out is just that that's what wakes people up. You know, like an entire community would rise up and push back against that kind of filth in their schools if somebody just would take a picture and send it. And that's why the work that you're doing and other people are doing is so important because once you open people's eyes, they really do try to fight to actually make their communities better. Right. Um, so, Cambry, if there's one thing you wanted people in Texas just to be aware of and think about over the next couple of months, what would it be? I would have to say primaries are coming up next couple of months. Is you gotta you gotta make sure that you know who is running for office. Um, and not just on a massive level, not the the people that are on television. You need to know who is running for your school board. You need to know who's running for your mayor. Mm-hmm. You have to know who's running for mayor. They don't run on a platform. They don't. I think mm-hmm. they. I think we should. I think we need yeah. to change that because we have activists. Mm-hmm. Um, so you need to you need to find out what's going on in your community. You need to show up 
uh-huh. to the town halls. Uh-huh. That is the most important thing. That's what we did in California. Uh-huh. You have to show up to those town halls because then you really find out what is going on. And then you find the character of who is on the board. Uh-huh. And just because you see signs on the corner, don't just think, oh, it's it's just election season. No, you need to investigate every single uh-huh. person that's that's sitting there and find out what is happening. Yeah. And I know people say, I don't want to get involved in politics. You don't have to necessarily get involved, but be aware. Uh-huh. Get some awareness of what's going on around you, because before you know it, you're going to be faced with something and you're going to have to make a decision whether you're going to sit back and let stuff happen in your community or you're going to take a stand for it and you're going to say enough, because if you catch it early enough, you can stop it. Uh-huh. And I think we're at the point right now in Texas where things are just been coming to light. We're able to stop it. That's the most important thing right now. If somebody wants to follow you, how, where, where do they follow you? Where do you talk about? Um, uh, my handle is at cam k-a-m v-t-v as in veterans tv so it's okay. at cam v-t-v so on all on social media i'm not really big on on a facebook but yeah. twitter and and getter and all them yep. I'm, that's where i am thank you cam thank you bless you thank you for listening to the luke messia show this program is brought to you by scorecard media check out texasscorecard.com to read up on all things texas scorecard media has other podcasts as well yeah they're not as good as this one but you should still check them out Honestly, though, visit texasscorecard.com to see all the content they're producing on a daily basis. If you'd like our podcast to grow, please consider subscribing to the show on whatever platform you listen on and leave a review. That helps others find the content we're producing. Thank you. God bless you and God bless Texas. Texas.